You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Well, it is here. It is the first round of the NFL Draft tonight. Should be fun. Know what else is going to be fun? Game six of your New Orleans Pelicans hosting the Phoenix Suns. Real simple. They have got to win to stay in and continue to be alive. I know the arena will be ready to go. Smoothie King Center sold out yet again, so... We'll have a little fun with that and help you preview, and more importantly, what an absolutely gorgeous Thursday afternoon here this April 28th, as Mr. Scott Craig is sitting next to us as we kick off Thursdays with the crew of Katie's each and every Thursday. Gonna be hanging out at one of Katie's family restaurants, sir. How are you today? I'm living the dream. You, you could not ask for a better day. (laughs) No. Start of Jazz Fest, Pels, the Saints. Did I actually say the Pels before the Saints? It's the funny Saints you say that because General Manager Mickey Loomis of your New Orleans Saints yesterday, you yes. know, did his his annual yes. I'm going to say nothing yet say something press yes. conference yesterday. About yes. 20 minutes really didn't give us a, a huge key, but he mentioned yesterday actually that that the Pelicans have been on the minds of people that he has talked to, Scott, and obviously you and I have talked about it a lot about the fact that. Um, Pelicans fever is sort of taking over. Here's what Mickey Loomis had to say. Yeah, we will. We will. We'll have that in the corner. Absolutely. Really ex- uh, just excited for them and, and uh, you know, David and Willie Green and Trajan and just, man, the, the, to, see, um, to see a young group like that come together and, you know, just be so gritty and and tough and and the way they play is is it's really fun to watch you know as a fan uh, um and then you when you know the people involved and and you know how hard they're working and um and then the response to the team that the city's had has been fabulous uh look people don't even ask me about the draft they ask me about the pelicans and <laughs> i think that's pretty cool um Except you guys, you're you're asking me about the draft. Scott, <laughs> would you have That's ever thought cool. of a day, Scott, where the Saints general manager is being talked or asked about the Pelicans and brings up the fact that he sees the the excitement level already in the city? It probably happened in 2008 when uh, I remember those playoff games. Mm-hmm. I, I went to all of those playoff games. And what I saw Sunday was reminiscent of those playoff games and this team is so much fun and yeah i i I know it's hard to believe right that that the pels would be you know more popular than the saints right it's incredible uh as uh general d has made his way here as well although his friend told me yeah did how did you earn that title by the way general d will maybe talk about it here later on as well general d the general d that's the um, general d that is the general d what's up brother he is ready with the, with his let's go pelicans t-shirt so look we're going to get into all of that and more sean fazan from fox 8 is going to join us at twelve fifteen. larry holder from the athletic at twelve thirty. at one fifteen. scott we're going to go to atlanta carlos medina and find out what the pigeons will be doing in atlanta there's a, the you know, a lot of chatter over there they're picking number eight overall what, what do they do do they go receiver do they go quarterback did it go defensive player? 
who cares? Exactly right. Yeah, I mean, the point is, like, who cares? I mean, they're going to lose anyway. Well, know. two spots before them is the Carolina Kitty Cats. Chris McLean from WFNZ is going to join us at 2.15. He will tell us the the Carolina master plan. That's a, <laughs> look, in all honesty, there's a lot of people looking at plan. six yeah. as to whether or not that's where this draft starts or not, right? Because yeah. that, you would think, would be the first spot where one of those quarterbacks could be taken. Now, Matt Rule. Does he go with the quarterback? He doesn't know what he has, what he wants. Sam Darnold during the offseason has done interviews. He's like, I'm completely fine with leaving. No, he doesn't. They don't like him. They don't like anybody. So I wonder where they go. Kenny Pickett, of all the quarterbacks, seems to be the most NFL ready. But Todd McShay and also Mel Kuyper today released their latest mock drafts the morning of the NFL draft. And Scott, one of them... No. Guess what? No. Yeah, I'm just I'm just telling you one of them. Not happening. I'm just telling you one of them has the Saints selecting one of them, and mm-hmm. that is Mel Kiper. He has at 16 is he Trevor right? Penning. Well, I, I hear you, Trevor Penning. He's the offensive tackle from Northern Iowa, who Which many I Saints love. fans think at 16 that yes. if he's That's there, we go. makes sense. I agree. And at 19, Kenny Pickett. Now, does he last all the way to 19? And if he's there, do you pull the trigger? Or do you go? With Chris Olave. You go with Chris Olave. Okay, well, it's funny you say that because Todd McShay at 16, Chris Olave, wide receiver from Ohio State. And at 19, Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle from Georgia, which I'm okay with an offensive or defensive lineman at one of those picks. I would like a receiver, this is just me, Look, with the other picks. We've got the best D-line con- coach in the country. Ryan Nielsen. Ryan Nielsen. He's a dear friend of mine, and I'm telling you, this guy can coach up anybody. And... They're not going with the D-line. That's not going to happen because he's got enough D-lines. Mm-hmm. We need O-line. We need receiver. And I think that's where they're going. They are not going to draft a quarterback. They are very happy with Jameis Winston. Now, it's still a prove-it-to-me deal with Jameis Winston. They got a, they got a good deal for Jameis. But right. I think Jameis Winston's going to do really well. But he needs weapons. Right. And Olave is the answer. You know, um... I mean, he's got to have protection too. So, I, I, you got to go with the O lineman. You got to go with a receiver. Um, I, I'm a Jamison Williams fan. There's a lot of people that I love Jamison Williams. I know he's hurt. Yeah, but it's it's a knee injury. Well, which your starting quarterback's coming back from a right, ACL from, repair and yeah, knee injury. Right, right. You fine. had a starting linebacker yesterday at start uh, last year that started the season in Quan Alexander. That right. Came back from an Achilles, Achilles so the worst. You know, I hear you. I, I I think your best case scenario, if you're a Saints fan, is that one of those guys is available sixteen, nineteen, and it's just too good to pass up to right. go do that. And here's the other caveat that we're gonna go into as we go through the next three days of the draft. You know Saints fans are dying for Tyron Matthew to sign. You know Saints fans are dying for Jarvis Landry to come back home and do those things. Even if those players decide to sign, and a lot of chatter has been that it could be post draft. I'm still not letting that affect me. Hey, the more the no. merrier. But when I look no, at it from that you perspective. You need a deep threat. Yeah. You need a deep threat at receiver. And Jarvis Landry's not a deep threat, as neither is Michael Thomas. And they mirror one another. Um, I don't see how we need both of those guys on the team unless we get him for some deal. Well, exactly. But I think well, he's asking for $20 million. That's ridiculous. Well, that's a, the only way he will be a New Orleans Saint if he doesn't agree to that. Right. right? I mean, it's going to be right. something different. Now, it may right. be a one-year prove it and then – 
You can go pick somebody else or, or maybe a two-year with avoidable deal, you know, the way the Saints like to do it. But the way you look at it, like I think like this, Scott, I think of 2009, the year the Saints won the Super Bowl, the year that they won previous, you know, games, and when they had that offense, I mean, Henderson, right. Meacham, yeah. Colstead. Right. I mean, when Moore was a guy right. that would just come in. You've uh, got to have a deep. No, that's what I'm saying, but getting two or three receivers was right. when this offense was clicking at its best. So exactly. if Landry eventually signs, fantastic. I am still drafting a top receiver at 16 or 19. That's me. Keep in mind that without Drew Brees, right. most of those those receivers do not have the careers they have. Yeah. Uh, Drew Brees made receivers great. And you know, that can be proven in so many cases, including Jimmy Graham. And, I mean, all of these guys that left went on thinking that they were going to thrive in other systems without Drew Brees failed. Right. And, it, you know, but I but I think Jameis Winston can be that guy. I'm not saying he's going to be Drew Brees. Nobody is. Yeah. But I'm thinking. I definitely think he's I an think NFL starter. He's know? definitely an NFL starter with a gun. And a great attitude. And it's not like I, I'm ripping Pickett or Willis or these no, guys. No, we don't need be, a quarterback But yet. the point is it's where you are as a team. Right. Carolina, Atlanta, no identity. What are you going to build from? You want to go that direction, that's fine. Pittsburgh, they could sort of go in that direction. I, I hear you. But if I'm New Orleans, I have needs. And at right. 16 and 19, I can get needs and get top players that can come in and start right now. Neither of those quarterbacks are starting for you this year. And if you can fill those needs in the first round with those two picks, when you get to 49, right. maybe if Corral's still well, there. Saying, if you want to, I like yeah. Matt Corral better than any of them. Well, He's here, just a little injury prone. Here's what General Manager Mickey Loomis had to say yesterday on the QBs. Yeah, that's not an area I want to get into. <laughs> <laughs> now, as far as evaluating the quarterbacks, did he give a little bit more? Yeah, look, I think what it says is that it's a tough position to evaluate. <laughs> You know, and, and, uh, there's a lot of variables involved. And so I think it does, it does affect you a little bit because look, we all want, you know, particularly a first round pick or a second round pick. We want them to be contributors to the football team. And, and so you're looking at, hey, what's the floor of a particular player and what's the ceiling? And, and so there's risk reward. And, uh, certainly it affects, uh, affects how you think about it. So I, I, in my heart of hearts, I that would be my surprise today. That would be my shock if the Saints pick the quarterback, move up to pick a quarterback. Oh, no, that would if at sixteen away. to nineteen, I still no. would be surprised. No, um, they're not doing it. That's my heart. Of it hearts. would shock just, well, me. Yeah, you know, I'll be asking you for now, a good recommendation on a bourbon if that happens, my friend. I'll tell you this, <laughs> whistle pig. There we go. <laughs> if I will tell you this, th- and. This is no knock on D.A. He is a friend of mine. I love Dennis Allen. But Sean Payton was a quarterback guru, Mm -hmm. was an offensive guru. And in the past, had Sean Payton been a part of making that decision, he saw something in one of these quarterbacks where he thought they, they should move up, I could maybe accept it. Just because, you know, he, we had Patrick Mahomes. Right. And he saw something in Patrick Mahomes that was unbelievable. And, you know, when you look back at Patrick Mahomes, that could have been, you know, Texas Tech, you know, uh, system offense, whatever. That guy turned out to be, he's going to be, he's going to go down as one of the greatest ever. Sure. So, I mean, Sean Payton had that ready to go. I mean, that's what he wanted. So you, you have to trust 
them in that situation. But now I, I truly don't think that this staff is going to go after a quarterback. And, and keep in mind, the strength of this team is the defense. Yeah. So I'm, I'm completely fine. With, at 16-19, getting a, you know, a Jordan Davis or a D tackle or improving that even at 49. But I gotta do this before we run out of time and you're not going anywhere. We're nope. gonna be here for a little bit. I just gave you the guest list. But General D's over to my right. Um, his partner over there. I, did he get the Mama Parinos meatball sub? He did. Um, okay. Now, I, I read the Italian yesterday, Scott, and that is ridiculous. The amount of meats. The, uh, well, yeah, and they're all shipped in from St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know you love that. No, they it's bring so it. Good. They actually bring it in a cardinal truck. Um, you know, it's a card- that's unfortunate. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, that's I mean, unfortunate. That's what makes it so um, good. But we are live at Francesca's Deli by Katie's, and it, you hear deli, and that's the point, right? It's pal high meat type sandwiches, but you have specials all along. The pizzas here as well, which yeah, I will try. I at mean, the end you of the don't show. leave here hungry. Um, no, everything you, you have truly here is can't large. eat. I, I was a standing next to Lauren when I walked in, in and uh, uh, a pair of people walk in and said, "Do you have a side salad?" And she goes, "No, they're gargantuan." So right. that's what she said. they are. Actually, we're discussing side salads. With we are discussing <laughs> right. that, but yeah, you know, right now we're just trying to yeah get enough. But you love the salads, to, yeah, you know, and. Um, Look at it. This guy work for ESPN. He is. Uh, he's our owner. So yes, <laughs> oh no, he, kidding, he, man. He is, he is the How are you? ESPN New Orleans, <laughs> Mister Truck Disclare. Yes. So, um, the yeah, the sandwiches. Um, you know, when people first would come here, and now we've got such a great repeat business, it's crazy. They'd say, "Man, it's a little pricey." Yeah. But when you get a club sandwich, where you get, you you look at the size of it and the quality of. Well, here's the thing. That's twelve bucks. Yeah, in today's day and age, that is not pricey when you're going to probably eat that with two people or eat that later. Aside from the fact, I will challenge you to go to a fast food restaurant, and by the time you leave there, right. anywhere now, I'm serious. Like, uh, Kings you know, is twenty bucks, thirty plus twenty. Yeah. I mean, just three of them. Yeah, exactly. That's you what know? I'm saying. And, and here's the thing: you, you know, it's going to be fresh. You know, you right. guys care about oh, it yeah, more than anything right. else. But the, the menu is incredible. Like, um. You love the pizzas, right? Because I love pizza. I'm a, it's a pizza St. Louis guy. style pizza. Okay, what is what makes it a St. Louis style pizza? Well, it, it's sort of a combination: St. Louis, um, New Yorkish. I, I like a really thin crust. Mm-hmm. Our crust is not the typical St. Louis style crust. There's, this, it, it's, and it's not that great. It's like a cracker crust, and is what it's. Is what it's described as. Um, it, it's okay. Uh-huh. They're a little bit flimsy. I like a nice, thin, crispy crust. So I use Provel cheese, which is a cheese you can only get in St. Louis. And okay. I get that shipped in. But I, I do a combination of Provel and whole milk mozzarella, the finest you can buy. We use Baccio. And um, it's it's just a great pizza, man. It's different from any pizza you're right. going to get in the city, and we got it in squares. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I, normally, the meats, the pepperoni, yeah. and all that other stuff. But, dude, the the Bywater sounds awesome. The Francesca with the seasonal fruit. So you're throwing in some fruit on the there. The vegetable pizza? No, I'm just saying the Francesca. It's only on there because it has to be. The I, Francesca's I great. Well, that's what I'm saying. The Francesca. That's got Capicola and blackberries. Yeah. Anything and, with I mean, Capicola really different. Oh. Fantastic, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the Boudreaux sounds like. The Boudreaux is... sounds like... What the, were you up like at 2 a.m.? You were a little hungry? Maybe no, come back from no, going no, out no, and you're no. like... Actually, here, actually growing up, my yeah. brother would always tell Boudreaux and Clotilde jokes. Yeah. So when we first reopened Katie's in 10, we did the Boudreaux pizza mm-hmm. and we had the same thing as a... Um, what do you call them? Um, 
the the pizza wrap thing. Um, anyway, we called it the Clotillo. Okay. And um, anyway, the Clotillo wasn't a really big hit, so we just moved on from that, and we just do the Boudreaux. But the Boudreaux has won Best Pizza in Louisiana well, three times in competitions. Sent me to Las Vegas for winning Best Pizza. Stayed at the Bellagio and okay. got to go to the pizza convention. So definitely so, recommend the Boudreaux, which is kosher yes. delay, spinach, onions, roasted garlic, garlic butter sauce, mozzarella, and provolone. It is absolutely <laughs> our most popular pizza, oh, especially at Katie's. People come in. It was featured on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Yeah. So people from all over the country come in to get that pizza. And how did I come up with that pizza? Um, the same way I came up with the crawfish beignet. I was a little buzzed, and I had to throw. I was making the pizza menu, right. and I literally threw that together in That's five minutes. That's what I minutes. said. It's exactly what it comes. It comes across as somebody goes, you know, this right. actually would taste really like good. Like the crawfish beignet. That's a great story. I'll tell you later. Yeah, look, we're going to be here right. every other Thursday, every Thursday, right. no matter what. But I will be seeing you every Thursday. Yes, so we're gonna, you're going to get very familiar with the family of restaurants yes. and, of course, the different dishes on the menu. When we come back, Sean Fazan from Fox Eight covers the Saints. I'll ask him specifically, what are you doing at 1619? Where's the draft? So to start, and in scenarios of what happens if certain players are available, who do you take? The Sports Hangover live at Francesca's Deli by Katie's, 515 Harrison between West End and Canal Boulevard on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready with truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily, plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope. Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road, Homa. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, and Reserve. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengap. 
Hi, welcome back. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. You can tweet at us at ESPN Radio NOLA as well. Who do you think the Saints will select with picks 16 and 19 today? First round of the NFL draft. And also, of course, game six. How you feeling? How confident are you that the Pelicans will send this back to Phoenix and force a game number seven to help us break down how to look at the draft tonight? Mr. Sean Fazan from Fox 8. Always a pleasure, sir, when you give us your time, especially on the draft day at Sean Fazan. Fox 8 the way to follow you. How are you, man? Doing great. Draft day, game six, hell of a sports day here in New Orleans. Dude, you heard Mickey Loomis yesterday mention that people are talking to him about the Pelicans. It's crazy that we're here today, round one, but there's legit, I would say battle, but I mean, it, 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 people will be at the Smoothie King Center today and watching this game, huh? Absolutely. I mean, why wouldn't they? I mean, how else did they get that opportunity? Um, so uh, it's going to be an incredible sports day, sports night uh, in the city of New Orleans. So um, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I know you got me here to talk things, but I'll just say sure. this. They're going to a seventh game. They're going Uh-oh. to a seventh game tonight. Sean Fazan, baby, write it down. He said they're going to seventh game. I'm with you. I'm ready to see that as well. All right, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the old kind of baseball terminology, fungo, pepper. You're here. I'm just gonna throw you a bunch of different things, and give me your quick thoughts on it. That way, we can try to cover as much as possible. First and foremost, do you think the Saints go quarterback at 16 and 19, or package both to go quarterback like some of the national media feel? I don't, Sean. Uh, first off, option B is not is not one. I I, I don't think they made the deal they made to go. Uh, and go up even further. I think they made the deal that they made because they want to end up tonight with two first-round draft picks. Now, I could see a modest trade-up from like 16 to 14 or 16 to 13 using a third-round pick or whatever the case may be to get a few spots up, but uh, I don't think they're packaging to go up. I think the whole idea behind this trade with Philly was to end up with two uh, quality football players in the first round, and I think by the end of the night that we'll have two. Um, and I don't think... As of right now, that's going to be a quarterback. Um, I don't think quarterback is off the table, but I just don't know if 16 or 19 is where they strike. I actually think it could be more a situation where day two could be the area where they strike. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I would agree with you on that. When you take a look at other scenarios at 16, could the possibility be where you trade one of them instead of both of them to move maybe further up? Like, let's say... You got one of those offensive linemen you really like, let's say Cross or other guys are up there, and I can use 16 because I think sometimes we kind of forget that 16 has value there too, right? I mean, do you necessarily think you have to use both in order to move up? No, I, I, absolutely not. I, you can go, like like I said before, um, 16 to, say, 13 just by throwing your first round and your third round pick. Uh, right. I'm not sure how far you can go up by using your, your, your 16 and second round pick, but you can go up a little further. Uh, then say 13. Um, and it all depends. I, I thought Mickey laid it up pretty good yesterday when he said it's all supply and demand. Points charts may say something, but, uh, supply and demand draft they may dictate another move or more, uh, compensation for a situation. So, um, I think ultimately, like I said, a, a, a slight move up, uh, from 16 is, is certainly possible by packaging some of your other picks. Uh, I just don't think it's going to be. Here's 16, here's 19, we're going up to, say, 5 or 6. I just I don't think that was the whole point of the trade. I think they like where their board is, uh, and I think they, they like where they're, they are positioned with regard to their board at 16 and 19, so I think it gives them a lot of flexibility in that regard. Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper released their latest mock draft this morning, and Kuyper has Pickett 
at 19 to the Saints, falling that far. Trevor Penning at 16. McShay at 16 as Chris Olave. And he has Devontae Wyatt, the defensive tackle from Georgia. Let's just kind of start with where a lot of, I think, a lot of Saints fans are, are craving, and that is wide receiver. Is there one that you think by covering the Saints as long as you have fits best with what now Pete Carmichael wants to do and Winston wants to do? I, I love Olave. I love the relationship already that he has with Michael Thomas from Ohio State. They communicate while he was there. It just It makes sense to me. So I would go Olave. Is there a receiver that you like more than any other? Now, look, as the draft started, I was all Jamison Williams, and I still think he's the best receiver in this class. I'm not scared okay. off by the ACL injury just because – I feel like ACLs nowadays are, are they're just not they're not the fear factor that they once were uh, in the NFL. The recovery seems to be uh, swifter and swifter with certain players. So I think he's the best overall player. He's got what he can, what, what he does best is what obviously I think marries best with what Jameis Winston does best. But I like Olave too. Not, not quite as tall as, as Jameis Williams, but uh, very productive and a great player at Ohio State. I am perfectly fine uh, with that. Um, I know some have thrown out the, uh, the Traylon Burks. Uh, out of uh, Arkansas, that would be an interesting one. He's another big body guy, um, you know, uh, and you kind of have one of those in Michael Thomas, but you never, uh, you can't have enough of those guys, I guess you could say. So I, I think that's that's kind of the three that I've seen uh, that would work at the wide receiver position in terms of what you know would fit in best with what the Saints' offense wants to do with you know Jameis Winston running the show at quarterback. So I've always been a Jameis and Williams believer. Uh, but it looks right now like he's starting to slide up a little bit. He must be, yeah, he is. Uh, he, he must be recovering nicely from that ACL for it to mm-hmm. move up that that much over the last uh, couple of days. And I think the next one up in that situation will be Chris Olave. So I think uh, you can flip a coin. Um, I personally prefer Williams, but if you end up with Olave, hey, I wouldn't be mad. All right, Trevor Penning seems to be the offensive lineman name that you see a lot attached to mock drafts. Are they other offensive linemen that you? could see fitting in with the Saints either at 60-19 or maybe they, they do something different in at 49. I like Zach Tom later on perhaps in day two from Wake Forest with the perfect RAS score, right? I mean, but um, right. I so are there other linemen to keep an eye on, say, if, if Penning is there or not there? I think if Penning's there and a guy like Charles Cross is not, I, I think Penning would be the guy. Okay. you got to look on Jeff Ireland believes in the big. I mean, he just does. I mean, offensive or defensive lineman in the first or second round of the draft, every single one since he's been here uh, with the Saints. So I I think they're coming away with an offensive or defensive lineman in one of the picks uh, tonight. Um, I think Trevor Penny, with where they sit at 16, should they not move up, would probably be the most likely candidate to, to be available at that spot. If not, uh, his name's escaping me right now, but from uh, is it Central Michigan, um, uh, there's another uh, lineman as well that could be available at 16 or 19. Uh, and there's one out of Tulsa as well that might be a stretch at 16, but that could certainly be a possibility. But of the offensive linemen and where they sit and what would mm-hmm. be available, and I know he's kind of become, I think he pulled most mocks right now. Uh, I know I, I had him in both of mine. Trevor Penning is probably the one that turns up uh, the most when it comes to the black and gold at 16. Bernard R- Raymond? Uh, Raymond would probably yeah, be the name. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Um, so that's yeah, the, the that guy there, yeah, as well. Neil, uh, Equanu, Cross, Penning, Raymond. That's how they were listed in terms of ranking wise. So you know, again, selling for the fifth best offensive lineman or tackle wouldn't be a terrible thing. 
Look, I, this doesn't take long, which is why I'm leaving it towards the end here, Sean Fazan from Fox 8. I don't see, right, uh, the fact that this team trades down. Uh, Vicky Loomis kind of <laughs> intimated su- such as yesterday. Trade down? Um, yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe yes. it when I see it. Um, <laughs> exactly. I think every year we've all, like, kind of talked ourselves into saying, well, maybe this is a good time to do it. Maybe it's a good year to do it. And maybe it is with two, two first-round picks situated in, in, in the same spot, basically, in the middle of the first round. But until they do it, uh, I'm not going to believe it. So I'll believe it when I'm trading back. And uh, I think uh, we all saw Mickey's response to that, uh, I guess, question or uh, whatever you want to call it, the, the, the art of the deal, the art of the trade, why it goes up. And when it, goes, when it comes to coming going back, it doesn't happen very often. Kyle Hamilton is the top-rated safety. If he somehow slips to 16, do you think the Saints will pull the trigger on him with the two starters now no longer with the team? I think that would – he slipped, yes. I think that would be someone that would be um, – that could be one of those guys where, oh, boy, we didn't expect him to be there. Uh, I, I think he's that good. I think he's that uh, respected uh, inside the, the Saints facility. So if a guy like that all of a sudden flips to 16, yeah, I think he would trump all in that situation. And then they, he would be the one that they would turn in. Oh, at least the one to uh, turn the card in for. Uh, right. Because, uh, they, you know, look, not only is he a defensive coach, he's a former secondary coach. I think he understands the need for uh, for, for great safeties in the NFL. And they just lost one. Oh, they lost two of theirs uh, this year. So, yes, I, I would think if that situation played itself out, yeah, I, I could see that happening. I think it's going to be interesting, too, as we wrap up with Sean Fazan from Fox 8. Look, last year's draft, if Peyton Turner plays and he's healthy, I'm not calling it 17, but look, it looks like they're going to go with Pete Werner, right? I mean, they haven't re-signed um, just yet, Quan Alexander. You found your number two corner in the Debo. That's that's a pretty good draft right then and there if Turner eventually becomes a, a starter post-Cam Jordan, right? I mean, I, when you start looking at that, I can see why this team did make a ton of overpaying type moves in free agency and trusting the process and finding players in the draft. Yeah. Uh, they've got some guys that hopefully can develop into uh, into something. I, I know they like this class as a whole, uh, the NFL draft class, in terms of just sheer numbers, uh, the the numbers of draft, the number of draftable players, um, and where they they're stacked up in terms of where they pick. Um, and you know they're going to have what five in the first one twenty, four in the first one hundred. Um, they feel like. And rightfully so. Uh, why wouldn't they? That they can have a, an impact class, not just how many they have, but where they pick in those rounds. And uh, I, I think that they they're looking for a couple of uh, instant impact guys out of this class, much like we're, we saw in what 2017. Coincidentally, yep. the last time they had two first round picks in a, in a class. Sean Fazan, Fox 8. Still to give a follow over on Twitter. And, of course, you can check him out over on WVUE, Fox 8. As always, man, appreciate the time on this draft day. Enjoy today, dude. Perfect weather, game six, NFL draft. That's what it's all about, bud. Appreciate it. Yeah. No problem. Could be fun. Yeah, for sure. We are live at Francesca's Deli by Katie's. 515 Harrison Avenue between West End and Canal Boulevard. Scott Craig's next to me. He's having a blast. General D's here as well. Uncle Earl just stopped by. I don't know if you want to go do something with this. It's still frozen. Something tells me it's deer sausage that Uncle Earl just provided over here, sir. Do you like uh, you like deer sausage? I eat everything. Man. <laughs> you kidding everything. me? There's nothing. When we come back, Larry Holder of the Athletic joins us. 
on the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. I'm gonna tell you a story Strangers did not see It's Gus Kattengell with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's on Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or BN View on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams, and you'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit tghealthsystem.com. Friends, we all reached tipping points in life. The weight of a low-paying job, unpaid bills, a new family. You can't keep going. That's where my computer career can help. In just months, not years, they can help you start a new life as an IT pro, even without prior experience. Impossible. You learn online from home. And my computer career offers lifetime career services to help you find jobs with companies begging for IT pros. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Quieter. <laughs> I'm just I'm <laughs> no, I'm I'm uh, making a joke at his expense. No, he's not here to give us the the dirt, the info on how Mickey Loomis hates Sean Payton and is glad he's gone. Larry Holder of the Athletic, the expose, sir. When does it come out? But hey, Hello? Uh, you know, it, yes, pretty sure it's not going to come out, Gus. But hey, when you, when you look at it, uh, look, it, 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 it uh, that was probably the most insightful thing we heard from Mickey Loomis uh, yesterday. Uh, but yeah. maybe, or also maybe to the, more the sense that uh, that they feel like that getting a second first round pick that they would probably like to make two picks tonight. So I think that that is uh, that's something we probably need to pay attention. Yeah, exactly. He did touch on the fact that the Eagles uh, and them, and one of the reasons we do that as well is to try to get these, you know, two quality players. who just had Sean Fazan from Fox 8 on, and he kind of referenced that as well as to, you don't make that move, not for a quarterback. It's probably more to get two key players that could come in and start right now. Larry, do you feel like that? Because there are some Saints fans that are a little nervous that uh, they, they're going to move up and go get a quarterback. I don't feel it. I don't buy it. I know what Sean said at the TPC. I think that could be disinformation, but I think it's to get 
O-line, D-line, receiver, safety? I would be uh, surprised if they move up to get a quarterback. Now, at 16 and 19, I think Saints fans might want to be a little bit nervous uh, about a quarterback. And it, it's funny, uh, Gus, because, you know, we're talking about all these other positions. And, of course, now we probably pay attention more to the uh, the gambling and odds more than ever since it's become legal here in Louisiana. And the odds from Vegas are saying that the first position player to be taken by the Saints, the favorite is actually quarterback right now. Wow. The odds on it goes quarterback, wide receiver, offensive line. And that and so if they're staying put, it would it would suggest that Vegas figures that they would take a quarterback at 16 or trade up. I don't know where they're getting their information, uh, but still, I, you know, I, I think that uh, that would be a mistake for me uh, because right. I feel like that uh, they. I'm looking at it with these two picks. I want them to be able to play this season, and I'm not convinced that either Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett would play this season because I think Jameis Winston would beat them both of them out. So exactly. When you're in that sense, uh, what are you doing? Uh, and so I feel like probably the, the most logical draft would be O-line, specifically tackle, and wide receiver. But look, they're going to be teams who are know the Saints' weaknesses and trying to jump the Saints' uh, to try to either get a wide receiver or a tackle because I feel like there's a consensus top three and really a consensus top four at tackle. And then there's a significant drop-off after number four, who I would say Trevor Penning is right. number four. So what do you do? And if you're the Saints, do you want to move up a few spots and use one of these ones in a later pick to go make get that happen and move up a couple spots? I mean, that you have at least have that luxury that you have an asset that man. If you really like a tackle, you could use 16 and a 3 or 16 and a 2 and move up a bunch of spots, and you keep a second first-round pick. So they at least have options uh, and maneuverability to still, at some point in some place, still have two first-round picks. It's interesting you just said that. I brought that up to Sean Fazan a segment ago that maybe Saints fans should look at the only way to move up is by packaging both. I'm sure that's what the other team at the other end will last. But 16 has value, right? It would just be like if you had 16, what it would take for you to move up from 16 to 10, 16 to 9, 16 to 11. So you could absolutely see a scenario where they use 16 with another pick later on in this draft to move up. Yeah, I think that's definitely something that they would do because if you're using 16 and 19 you're moving up to top five six seven i mean that's what it would cost there so i think people need to understand that they could at least use one of probably 16 and move up a few spots and package another pick to go do that so i I feel like that that is something that that the saints probably will ponder right Uh, maybe like once 11 and 12 comes up and depending on who's there uh Probably tackle-wise, because I feel like if there's a tackle that might fall, and he might not, but he might fall would be Charles Cross of the top three tackles. Speaking with Larry Holder of The Athletic, that's what I was going to ask you. Last year's Micah Parsons, right? I mean, who's that guy that you would be like, absolutely, if you can do it, make the move, make the move to uh, to go get. Who is that player? I don't know if that player exists. 
to be honest. Because last year, I was uh, still just doing sync stuff, and I did trade up, trade down. Who was the one player I would bet I would trade the farm to go get, and it was Micah Parsons. So I at least feel validated in saying, Sink, you should have gone and got him. But, hey, look, it's not like uh, uh, it would have cost a lot, and then the Saints went out and drafted Peyton Turner, and I don't know if he's a real person or exists. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> in that sense, I, I don't have a guy that I would say, man, you gotta, you just got to go get. I, I just don't feel like that, that, is, it, it is, that player is in this draft. I feel like it's a little different. Uh, because even last year, look, how many quarterbacks went top 15? Five of them. I mean, it, it, right. like, you could have argued, hey, the Saints could have traded up and gone to get Mac Jones. Like That would have actually been a valid I just don't feel like, man, if you've got these picks and you've got to move all the way up, I just don't feel like that there's that player, even though selfishly I keep seeing Derek Stingley, his stock is suddenly rising again, and he could go in the top three. I think Derek Stingley is going to be incredible in the NFL. Still, I, I, but the Saints don't exactly need that. So I wouldn't right. say, hey, you got to go get that player. Kyle Hamilton, if he somehow slides to 16, Sean thinks they would pull that trigger. Do you think they would? I think a he's safety? a good enough player, and you have a hole, uh, you know, that safety, strong safety. Uh, I think that that would actually make a, a, a hell of a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, because, and here's the thing, even at 19, someone like uh, Dax Hill from Michigan, I feel like that would might be a safety, or in round two, someone like Jaquan uh, Brisker. Uh, but still, I do feel like that safety is enough of a need to where if someone like him falls, I think Dennis Allen can – make a playmaker out of Hamilton just like you did with C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And, uh, you know, I think you, you'd be you, – you'd feel good if, if that fell and you're just like, well, we're just going to have to take them. And then you got that other first-round pick, and, and you can go in a different direction. We're live at Van- uh, Francesca's Deli by Katie's here in Harrison. Larry, you got to make your way out here on one of these Thursdays. I just saw a chicken parm make its way to the table. That's a nap waiting to happen, Scott Craig. You got a question for Larry? <laughs> well, most of my food is a nap waiting to happen. Hey, Larry, Scott Craig, how are you? Hey, Scott, good to, good good. to talk to you. Yeah, I, I've had plenty of your nap meals from Katie's, trust me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Larry's been there a few times. Um Larry, what about the running back situation with Kamara? Now, I, I heard yesterday that his, you know, there won't be any decision made on, you know, with, with legally until September or August or something ridiculous. I mean, do you think we should be looking at a running back at some point, like the kid from Michigan State or? What do you I think? think? At some point, yeah, I think at some point you should, and it's not in the sense of, oh my God, you gotta fill in a hole because, Alvin Kamara could get suspended. I mean, but it, uh, it, it's more that, all right, well, Mark Ingram, I mean, it's not like he's going to be around forever. I mean, uh, I would right. assume this is probably his last year. And so where do you look? Like, I, I'll just kind of go by the gauge that we have at the Athletic, our, our draft board from our draft guru, Dane Brugler. Uh, Kenneth Walker from Michigan State, he is the 35th overall player, and, mm-hmm. and he's our running back one. Brees Hall is our 41st overall player, running back two. And there's not another one in the top 100. Right. So in that sense, I feel like if they're going to look, I think they should probably wait till day three to do it. But I, I do think that is a fair place to look because you also, you know, after this year, Kamara's not going anywhere. You still need someone because Alvin Kamara cannot get 
the same running back load that he's had to have. Like he needs, they need to diversify that. So I feel like that they're, they're always kind of on the lookout for those guys. But I would say day three, maybe not someone like Isaiah Spiller, maybe from a Texas A&M, he might yeah. be someone yeah. I'd look at uh, maybe on day three. Yeah, and I just think going to to Stingley, I, I'm concerned about his his health, his injury history. You know, I know he's a great, great lockdown corner, but I don't know if I'd want to pick him that early. Do you think that was one of the reasons, history. Larry, along the lines where Scott's saying that it's been up until now that that stock kind of starting to rise? Yeah, I think the injuries uh, was a big question, and also I think just reading some of the scouting reports from people that I trust, that people were questioning even his motivation. Uh, but, it, look, Brody Miller, my colleague, who covers LSU for the Athletic, has a great profile on uh, Derek Stingley. It's uh, kind of getting the mindset of where he's been the last couple of years. And so I feel like teams are confident. And I think teams see how he played in 2019. And if he's right, he's that player. And it helps yep. that uh, – he had to defend guys like Jamar Chase and uh, and uh, Justin Jefferson and uh, Terrace Marshall in practice, and that made him a better player. So I feel like like I, I'm maybe, I, maybe I'm too high on Stingley, but I've just seen him when he's great. And to me, I think he could come out of this draft and be the best player in this draft. That's, but like I said, maybe I've just seen him too much. Yeah, I don't think he was that great against Devontae Smith, though. That's one thing that concerns me. <laughs> but, but he was also you know. banged up then. But I mean, his freshman yeah. year, he was, he was, he could have been a top five draft pick yeah. after his freshman year, but he had to play a couple more years for, and then he got banged up. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. I want to leave you with, uh, with this, Larry, Larry Holder of the Athletic. Obviously, receivers won. That everybody wants. I think this is a draft that you can definitely get at 16 or 19. A quality receiver that can start for you. I like Olave. Um, with Jamison Williams was Fazan's pick. If they're, if they're all available, is there one that you think fits best for what Carmichael wants to do, what Jamis Winston likes to do, and would fit perfectly with, say, a veteran receiver they signed after the draft that's still out there and Michael Thomas? Well, Jamison Williams, to me, is the best receiver in the draft uh, when yep. he's healthy. So I feel like that he fits everybody. So I, that would, but that's the thing. I mean, if you're getting him, you're probably not going to be able to play him half the season. He's probably going to go on pup, and he might not be ready till midseason. So you have to be drafting him in that sense. Uh, so if you're, I mean, you've asked me to sort of take one. I would take Williams and be like, all right, well, he'll he'll be our number one. Uh, you know, or 1A. I mean, depending on how long Mike Thomas is there. So, uh, but, but look, I think all of those receivers, you're talking Alave, Drake London, uh, Garrett Wilson, but I'm not just counting some guys maybe in day two. You know, I like Sky Moore from Western Michigan. I like, um, Alex Pierce from Cincinnati. So to me, I feel like it's a, it, you know, it's going to be panic if there's no wide receiver taken, but, Sean Payton did warn us, right? <laughs> That's a dirt. He did. So. <laughs> he did. He did. But, but at the same time, he said there's no need out there. And I'm like, Sean, maybe it was time for you to step away for a year because you completely over-evaluated that position group. Look, I, I, I understand it, and I think at 49 you can, Larry, get a, a nice receiver. And look, this team, look at its history. It's been built on day two, day three picks. I mean, that's what they've been built. So I understand that at the same time, 
Don't overthink the room. If there's a guy that you know is not good, Alave, Williamson, London, don't overthink it. Get to the podium. Uh, look, I think those top four, you'd be happy with any of those top four. Uh, so I, I feel like that you don't need to overthink it when when that happens. But yeah. here's the thing. I mean, the, the way the, the wide receiver pay grade has jumped, teams might that jump is- ahead early to pick wide receivers because they'll be correct. So yeah, I do it's think the second one right behind quarterback now. It's, yeah, it's 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 pretty ridiculous. But, uh, blame Christian Kirk. I mean, what what's up with that? How did that happen? I don't really even know who that is. Larry Holder of the Athletic, as always, appreciate it, man. Looking forward to seeing you one Thursday out here, man. Scott said, "Come on out, you can be his personal guest." Come on, man. Good deal. Absolutely. Take care. There he goes, Larry Holder at Larry Holder over on Twitter. General D, are you itching? Look, he, look, he, look, he got sleepy. Look at him eyes, sleepy eyes, sleepy eyes. This is the Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Calvin Braxton Ford is your Ford dealer in Lockport. They want you to know how important it is to keep your vehicle always running at its best. So to help you do just that, they want you to know that they can beat almost any tire price. And they have a $70 mail-in rebate on selected brands until June 30th. You can also get an alignment for $89.95. See their certified diesel tech today at Calvin Braxton Ford, Highway 1 in Lockport. Want more from your bank? Open a Cajun Pride checking account at State Bank and Trust Company and enjoy the benefits. Unlimited check writing, overdraft protection, online banking, mobile banking, debit card, ID theft assistance, safe deposit box discounts, prescription drug discounts, shopping, travel, entertainment discounts, and much more. Call or come in for more information about applicable fees and terms. State Bank and Trust Company. Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. State Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Stop, drop, and let the good times roll. The Thibodeau Fireman's Fair. Thursday, April 28th through May 1st. Live music, A1 Price Rides, live auction, food, drinks, Sunday parade, one mile, and 5K run and walk. And this year, you better get a bigger wallet with a $15,000 raffle prize. Plus, live music takes the stage all weekend long, including Friday night, it's Nashville recording artist Chris Cagle, and Saturday night, Louisiana's Lou For all the festival info, go to firemansfair.com. The Thibodeau Fireman's Fair. Always free admission, always Tiger Drive and tip it up. He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop Tarts. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Don't worry, I've not forgotten the birds. We will be doing, I'm going straight from here. to tell you exactly what I'm doing. General D, who joins us here, uh, table side, uh, live at Francesca's Deli by Katie's on Harrison. I'm going to go straight from here after I eat something. 
I'm debating now. Do I do the pizza? My parents just got a muffalata, which looks massive. I've had the muffalata. It's really good. What did you have? I had the Italian See, stuff because I wanted to go a little yeah. bit lighter than the uh, than the muffalata, but right. I wanted that Italian flair. And my buddy, uh, he just got the meatball Captain sub. Billy? Are we calling him Captain Billy? Captain Billy. You're we General got, D. Captain yeah, we'll Billy. We'll go with Captain Billy. <laughs> oh, he does not like being a lower rank than you. <laughs> um, but one of the things that we'll touch on, obviously, is that because I'm going straight from here after I eat, and I'm going straight to the arena, and we're going to be set up just where we were. Um, last two games, right outside. So if you're parking at Garage 5, right when you walk in, look to our right. We're next to the grill <laughs> with, the, <laughs> with the burgers. It doesn't help you. I've learned to I, have, I need to eat before that happens, right? But it is a 6.30 tip time tonight. It is a 5.30 pregame show right here on ESPN New Orleans. So I'll be out there with Daniel Salerson, I think the intern, who is not happy that he's not here, by the way. He's got two more weeks left of school. Two weeks? I, dude, I'm telling you. I just, He's been working on this paper. It's like 130 pages on media and the He world. should be a doctor by now, That's right? That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. I mean, get a doctorate by now. But, dude, so he's, like, leaving class and, and you know, and Hammond at 345, 4 o'clock and trying to make it to the pregame. I'm like, but um, so we're going to be doing a lot of chatter here with the Pels and even in this show. But, obviously, the focus has been on that. I just wanna, kind of want to get people. My goal today is as many different scenarios. So as the – the draft is going on. You can kind of look at it. You guys were talking on the table about what Sean Fazan and Larry Holder have said. And I don't know if this is starting to be a developing situation or storyline. But the Saints could easily trade 16 and a third-round pick. They have seven today. The third-round pick is 98 overall. They have two in the first round, 49 overall in the second, 98 overall in the third, which is a compensatory pick. Mm-hmm. Round four, they have 120th overall, 161 overall in round five, round six, 194. So you, you have additional picks and you could move 16 and a three per se. And I find it interesting that two people that cover this team have specifically used 16 and three to move up. If say Kyle Hamilton is there, Charles Cross is there, the offensive tackle from Mississippi State, like you're, that's a possibility, and it seems like that's something that they probably will look to see depending on who falls here. Well, it, it depends on how the run's going to start. So if they're going to start seeing a lot of offensive linemen go and they start to get a little panic that their guy's getting taken ahead of them, um, then they may move up. I mean, that's been the M.O. for that, that whole draft room for a long time is to actually they identify their guy to go get him. Um, but the one that, I mean, Hamilton's the guy that I think if he starts to fall because of need of some of these other yep, teams, and if some of these quarterbacks for some reason do get pushed up the board, I don't see it happening this, this, but usually it does. Um, a guy like Hamilton, because he's a safety and it's a pretty good safety draft, yeah. he, he could fall a little bit. And that's a guy I think because position of need, you gotta go get, get because he's probably a, really a top 10 guy. So Mel Kuyper had, Kyle, um, Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, no, um, the the quarterback. My goodness gracious, um, from from Pitt. I just my my brain oh, went Kenny nuts. Pickett. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny Pickett. Pickett. Fall to the Saints at nineteen. Now, the only reason I'm bringing this up is there's a, a handful of teams that actually have, you know, two picks. Kansas City, twenty nine and thirty. They don't need a quarterback. Green Bay, twenty two and twenty eight. They don't need a quarterback. The Eagles, fifteen and eighteen. I wonder if the Eagles, if Pickett's at 18, do they take them or not? I don't know. Um, the Texans, 3-13, and 13, and there is a ton of word out there. They are basically begging somebody to take three from them so they can move down. I don't know if 16-3 and three will get you to number three if 
Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think you get that I'm high. I'm just throwing up. it out there. No. Jets four and ten. That has been another spot at ten. Ten, I think. Where I have seen in mock drafts the Saints moving up to ten now. Maurice Jones Drew of the NFL Network actually had that, but he had the Saints selecting Matt Corral. I drug test everybody oh, that no. they did that. That's not happening. I could see them moving up to ten maybe to get Cross though. I could see them moving up to ten to get Kyle Hamilton. I, I definitely could see would them. Would those be the only players you would move up to ten to do? Well, no. The guy that I've saw started to fall a bit would be Evan Neal, which I think if he's a guy that moves down, well, that's, the board, that's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. You go okay. get him. I mean, you know, starting left tackle for Alabama and a dominant position player. Uh, Cross, I think, has a lot of upside. Uh, the, you know, the one that's been slotted to the Saints has been Trevor Penning, which I liked him from the Senior Bowl. Um, however, the, you know, the thing that you got to remember is that once there's a, a, a position of need starting to go. Other teams start to panic and they start Can taking I those guys off the board. Anything I get on Uber Eats, right? Well, here's how to know. Yeah. Look at it. <laughs> it's and a little it's Uber Eats, huh? Yeah, exactly. I will say this, Evan Neal. To your point, six seven and a half, three hundred thirty seven pounds, thirty four inch uh, length in the arm, the wingspan there, ten and one eighth hands. I mean, that's yeah. The concern is 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 ahead of you. Who's going to take tackle? So. A guy that you think's gonna be in your realm, which you're hoping it could be cross, could be penning. Baltimore's a team that looks like they may need a, an offensive lineman as well. They'll let a, a ground and pound team. You have to. They have to find somebody there. Um, that, that's a very possible spot. And then you gotta worry about if you don't take tackle at 16, that the Los Angeles Chargers are gonna take tackle as well. So now, you and have to get the Chargers have a, gone all in. When I say they've gone all in, they have made some, you know, Khalil Mack, they have, they have gotten a bunch of people because they realize, as Larry kind of intimated, Right now, in NFL world, the two teams that are, um, there we go. Somebody, is that Mr. Black? I think that was Mr. Black saying goodbye there with a, with a bag of frips before he leaves there. <laughs> um, but the thing is that we have seen, General D, is that it's quarterback and receiver right now, the top two paid positions. So if I'm the Chargers, I'm like, I, you know, I got Herbert probably for another year or two before he has to renegotiate. Right. And that's what they're doing, and it's a smart thing to do. But you want, yeah, you got to protect him because if you protect him, just like the Bengals know they got to do with Burrow, they got a shot. Well, in Baltimore as well, the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, I, I do think that this draft is going to be interesting is what's happening at, at Carolina. Um, Carolina. That's it. Too. Now, the only thing does that I can Matt think. Rule pull the trigger. Or does the owner go? There whoa, has whoa, whoa, to be whoa. something in place for a quarterback that's going to happen after the draft. Right. So I mean, they were looking to get. They, they, there was there was reports that they were open to suggestions if you wanted to trade for Christian McCaffrey. You and I talked yes, about that one morning. Right. That the report came out and goes, "Hey, I'll listen." What? They don't they don't know what they want to do. No, there's there's that's a, a ship without a rudder over there. I yeah. mean, it's it's really this is probably his last year. So. Unless he shows some promise with whomever he puts at quarterback, you know Jimmy Garoppolo's a guy that they could go after in, in a trade scenario. Obviously, the Baker Mayfield thing—if that's happening after the draft—I'm glad you brought that up because San Francisco could be one of those quiet storylines. No one's talking right now. You have a starting quarterback, and you have Debo Samuel that's asked to be traded. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a package or whether it's individually, that's a chip to move up. And, oh, yeah. and, get, and get one yeah. heck of a player. That's a chip to move up Absolutely. and get a heck of a player. Yeah, the, the other part is, you know, looking at positions of need for the Saints itself. We talk receiver. So may, there may be something in, in works for the Saints mm-hmm. after the draft to go sign a receiver. You don't want to sign guys right before the draft because of compensatory picks. So you're looking to see who's out there. 
Um, there's been a lot of smoke around the Jarvis Landry position that he came into the Saints and, and viewed. The same thing with, with Honey Badger when he came in from a safety perspective. That's another position of need. Uh, I do think if in a perfect scenario for me, if you're able to get a guy like Cross or Penning at tackle with your first pick, sure. and if your receiver's sitting there, if Jamison Wilson happens to fall, I'll take Jamison Williams in a, in a heartbeat and then sign a guy on the, on the, on the free agent market or Chris Olave. And I think that opens up your, your, your entire offense from there because you'd finally solidify your left tackle and then be able to have plug in Michael Thomas in that, in the role that he's most familiar with. I mean, if something crazy happens in the first round, I mean, you've got Hurst. He's serviceable. But I mean, if you get, if you can get Cross, Neil, you know, Penny. Oh, absolutely. You gotta yeah. do. No, you're gonna take that guy. Yeah. That's for sure. That's, right. You're looking at who's gonna be your long-term solution for the ten years come. General D, I'll see you at the game tonight. Absolutely, go Pels, ready baby. To go? I'm ready for the uh, Pels. You're, you're okay with this, right? You normally have a draft party. It's kind of a big day for I, you. I do. I, my son's coming in from uh, from Birmingham, so we're going to the game, and then hopefully. I can then go to the draft party after it, maybe one of the bars that my buddies are going to. Well, there you you go. get to my house, yeah, it's but a tonight's a little tip. different. That's the beauty of the 630 It's a little tip. early. We're yeah. live at Francesca's Deli by Katie's. Hour two next on the Sports Hangover, your home for Pelicans basketball. Hollywood, I ain't asking for my-